Welcome to the XY Advisor Podcast, a global community of financial advisors sharing and learning with one another to drive the positive evolution of financial advice. To get involved, go to xyadvisor.com or simply download the XY Advisor app. Hub24 is on a mission to empower advisors to deliver better financial futures for their clients. They're dedicated to customer service excellence and delivering innovative product solutions that create value for advisors and their clients. These are just some of the reasons why advisors rate them number one for overall satisfaction and why their managed portfolio solution has been rated best in market five years running. Hub24 believes nothing happens in isolation. So they're working together with advisors, licensees, and industry leaders to leverage their data and technology expertise to help solve key challenges in the delivery of financial advice so more Australians can access cost-effective advice. Welcome back to the XY Advisor Podcast. I'm Fraser Jack, and today I am joined by values-based financial advisor, Nellie Fung. Welcome. Thank you, Fraser, for having me on your podcast. It's wonderful to have you along. Now, uh, do you want to give the listeners a very quick overview of just what you're doing at the moment and uh, where are you working? Um, I'm a values-based financial advisor. We are based in Ivanhoe in Melbourne. At the moment, uh, we're looking to grow our financial planning business. So we are a converged accounting, self-managed super fund and financial planning firm. And it is a very exciting time, um, you know, knowing that there's lots of opportunities for advisors to help clients now that a lot of advisors are leaving the industry. So yes. uh, we do our best to help clients who are not having access to their advisors who, you know, who are gone. Yeah, wonderful. I look forward to exploring all these sorts of things uh, throughout the podcast. But before we get into all that detail, tell us about your journey. Tell us about your story. How did you decide to become a financial advisor? Good question, Fraser. So I started off as a certified practicing accountant back in Singapore. And when I came to Australia, Melbourne in particular, um, in 2006, I was looking for work and O'Brien's has got this opportunity of three days accounting and two days financial planning. So I'm really fortunate to get uh, my first job with O'Brien's and I'm here 15 years on. So after six months, I decided that financial planning is so much more meaningful, like you can have an impact on the, the life of your clients. So it's not just about numbers, but it's more about how do I make a positive difference to clients, uh, help them to have peace of mind knowing that, you know, your future is secure because we do cash flow projections. We talk to them about what's important and um, and we keep them on track to, to achieve what they say is important. Most importantly is spending more time with your, with your family rather than just working. Yeah, now fifteen years is an amazing, uh, an amazing time to spend at one firm. Obviously, it's a, it's a, it's a place that you feel very comfortable and 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 love being involved with. I just want to go back to that transition though, when you thought, you know, all of a sudden, uh, the difference between a role of you know two, three, three days accounting and and two days as planning, were you finding that the accounting uh, was primarily obviously based on numbers? It was more past orientated, and the planning was more future. What what were your thoughts around? Was it was it 
past and future type things or how are you seeing the difference between the two roles back then? Yeah, so I was practicing uh, as an accountant back in Singapore. I had two years of external audit experience, four years of commercial accounting in a listed company. And then I ventured into uh, financial planning for a short while with AIA Singapore. So when I came to Australia, I met my husband, who is Australian-born Chinese. Um, so we got married and I decided that I need to come to Australia because his parents are all here and um, he's the only son. So when I was looking for work, I, I was really open with options. Like, And I'm thankful that I found a job that allows me to assess whether should I go back to accounting or do I want to consider financial planning. And back to your question, it's all about forward-looking. I do not like to look at past records. What's past is already past. You can't change the past, but you can always plan for the future. Yeah, and so that real change that you could affect on the clients was all about what they can do from here, not what they did in the past. That's right. Yeah. So talk us through your journey. Um, You started there 15 years ago. Uh, How long in was it before you decided that financial advice was for you? Um, it only took me six months because I was doing all this, you know, MYOB. I taught myself that software yep. uh, and doing all these past records. And I had the opportunity to work with a really good advisor, uh, Leon Moran. And, you know, it's all about how do we improve a client's financial situation by be- helping them with tax effective strategies as well as plan in advance, um, make sure they're on track to achieve their goals. If they are not, we also have challenging conversation with clients. At the same time, I learn about mistakes that people make in their um, journey that I make sure that I do not make the same mistakes. So you learn from people's mistakes and all of us have made mistakes before and we learn from people's experience. And, you know, um, over the years, I, I'm really thankful with clients giving me good feedback on advisor ratings yeah, it's a really great feeling to have a positive impact on people's lives. Yep, wonderful. Absolutely well said. Tell me about your journey over those 15 years from sort of a new advisor into, you know, introducing values-based and, and, and goals-based type conversations. Tell, tell me about how you've grown over that over that time. Yeah, so I started uh, doing all the cross-border exams and got my certified financial planner in 2008. So that's about two years after I joined O'Brien's and I became uh, an authorized rep of Count Financial. So Count Financial provide a lot of great learning opportunities as well. And we had business coaching in 2012. That's really when we started to move away from just uh, figures and dollars and cents, we learned about having that life values-based conversation at the first meeting. So most clients would come to us thinking that they're only talking about investments and, you know, what they want to achieve financial goals. But at the first meeting, we always say, hey, it's all about you. Tell me more about what's important in your life. And most people will talk about their family, career, at the end, what do they want to achieve and, you know, legacy and giving back to the community. So, yeah, so it's so much more than just uh, dollars and cents. Yep. Tell me about that coaching. Um, how, how did that take place and, and, and how did that really change your career and, your, and the way that you operate? Uh, yep. So initially, uh, we didn't really have everything documented. So everything is in our head, you know, all the processes. And we just learned from um, – experience 
But then we had business coaching again, thanks to Count Financial, who um, provide all these opportunities. So we took up the business coaching back to basic and document everything, every single step. The main reason for doing this is for our ease of training for new members and also making sure that every advisor in our firm have a consistent approach. And the client is a client of the firm. When a client walks in, no matter which advisor the client sees, they see this consistent approach. And um, it's all about caring for the client, making sure that we listen to what's important to them. Yep. Now, the, the consistent approach to me is such an important part. Uh, your firm now is quite, you know, is, is growing. The O'Brien's, I think you mentioned to me um, previously, there's about 30 staff. That's correct. Yeah. So, so with this consistent documented uh, approach, how has that helped you to be able, as as one of the planners in the office, to be able to then demonstrate to say the accountants in the office exactly what you do and how you do it? Uh, good question. So, we start off having the business coaching just for the financial planning team, and then we roll it out to the accountants and the self managed super fund team, so that we encourage collaboration. So there's one particular document we call the one-page financial plan, which is a spreadsheet that shows the cash flow, um, the assets, liabilities, and the uh, defensive plan, meaning do you have wills, estate plan, do you have insurance in place? So that is a common document which uh, accountants and advisors share. And as I mentioned before, the client is a client of the firm and we want the client to be able to benefit from all the services that we can provide um, under the same roof so that the client just come to our office once or twice a year, depending on how regular they need uh, reviews of their situation. So they don't have to see an accountant for the tax and accounting work and then see the financial advisor at different times. So they just come in and Everything will be delivered at the same uh, meeting. Yeah, amazing experience. So the um, so that one page financial plan, uh, we got we love a good spreadsheet. Um, is is something that the accountants can instantly visually see that uh, that they need something in, in over here, whether it's you know a, a legacy or or um, you know family conversations or or estate planning or or um, or financial advice. They can instantly see what they do and don't have or where they need, and, and then just bring you into the meeting. That's correct. So at our firm, we are fortunate to have even clients, um, three generations, family groups that we look after. So, you know, our clients have a lot of uh, trust in us because they've been with our firms, some of them since 1976. And my oldest client at the moment is 98 years old. Yeah. And we look after them three, four generations, which is good because it's all about how you pass on your heart and wealth tax effectively to the next generation and then to the next. Yeah. And, to the, and, and on it goes. You mentioned 1976, O'Brien's was formed originally and, and it's been a family business since. Um, does that mean that a lot of your, your clients are also families uh, or, or, you know, family businesses as well? Is, is, that, is that matched up between the what, what O'Brien's is and what your clients look like? Uh, we do have um, – family businesses but we also have big businesses that we um you know we work with picture partners and other big accounting firms as well so you know different accounting firms work together and it's all about which firm fits the client the best 
Oh, amazing. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you actually go through um, with some other accountants and work out where the strengths are and then you can refer off uh, to each other. That's correct. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, now, I wanted to talk to you about um, the the concept of your clients, obviously. Now, if they've if they've come as part of a, a family accounting business and they've spent a lot of time working on numbers and figures, how do you then have those conversations with them around, uh, you know, goals based or values based planning and and, and start having really uh, deep um, questions and, and and conversations around what their what their hopes, dreams, goals, and aspirations are um, in the future when when uh, say let's say traditionally they might have been an accounting client. Yeah. So when when a new client. Um bring us up to find out how we can help. So we have a conversation with them, uh, for example, a business owner, right? Uh, what are your future plans? What do you want to achieve? And then it's not just about your business. Other than your business, what are your goals in life, right? So that most people talk about why they're in business is to provide for the family and we find out all about um, whether, you know, do you need to look after your parents or and do you have children? So we, we learn more about the clients, all about building relationship and trust and not just about figures. Um, and we are not a traditional accounting firm in the sense we are more about helping our client keep growing and we like to work with people with growth mindset and and. We even help people who lost their business in GFC and, you know, uh, get them back on track as long as they're happy to put in the work. So it's, a, it's, it's like it has to be a collaborative approach and we yeah. can only help people who want to help themselves. Yeah, yeah, I'll work work with and collaborate together. I, I do That's like right. that uh, growth mindset comment. Um, uh, do you have any... Um, so if, if, if they come in and they're not part and they're not like that, is that where you, is that when you refer them off to another firm? It's two ways. So we will have that conversation, the life values based conversation with the client. And then we will, um, see whether, you know, are they the type who will put in the effort to work with us or are they just after compliance work? So it all depends on the profile of the client and the willingness of the client to work with us to achieve what they say is important. Yeah, so it's just like coaching. Yeah, absolutely. Now, t- tell, talk us through your process. So you mentioned if somebody rings up, uh, you'll uh, – what, what how, how does it start? Does it start with, say, a, a phone call to, to work out whether they're, they're a fit or how does it start? Yeah, so when um, we have a new prospect who ring us or we are referred by our clients, we will um, speak to the new person and say, we have a process, which is an online questionnaire. It will just take you um, five minutes for the first one to determine, for us to determine what's important to you. And it's thought-provoking uh, exercise, which helps the client to think about different areas in their life that are in, that important, not just one aspect. And then there's these other 15 minutes questionnaire for them to fill in uh all about their financial details and list their short, medium, and long-term goals. So we will process that information, offer a first no-obligation meeting, just to go through with the client to uh, give them a feel about how we approach the work and we are there for a long-term relationship. We're not looking for transactional one-off 
Yeah, transactional. We we, we fix it. There you go. See you later. Um, okay. Now that uh, that questionnaire, that's the same questionnaire. It's about fifteen minutes long. You ask a few um, of those deeper emotional questions in that, as well yep. as a, a, just a general overview of their their current financial situation. Uh, yeah. So as I mentioned from the start, we are values based advice. So we find out what's important to the client. Um, you know, do they what are, what do they want to achieve at the end of the day? And then why? Why are they doing what they're doing? Yep. So it's so important to understand the why first. Yeah. Now, with that why, how do you dig deep enough to know what the like what the why is, whether it's the true why or not? By asking the right questions. And every client's different. So sometimes, for example, I have a client who came to me recently and, oh, Nelly, I'm just interested in investing the cash in my self-managed super fund. Uh, can you just provide advice on this? I say, I'm sorry, because of the new rules, I need to find out more about you and whether in the first place is a self-managed super fund right for you and you have to make sure that your uh, super fund is compliant before I even can provide advice. So I have to do all this due diligence as well. Um, you know, we have to do so many exams. We want to keep our license and, um, we want clients to understand that we are there to look after all areas of their life, not just one aspect. Yeah, yeah, very good. So so you go through that first no obligation meeting. How long does that first uh, meeting go for? Uh, it's usually about one hour. And uh, in that meeting, you're really defining what their goals are and ha- how you can help them? That's correct. So after they've done the online questionnaires, uh, we put all the information into that one page financial plan, we call it. We summarize what all the sources of income, the expenses, we forecast the tax payable, um, and we, lo- we list all the assets and liabilities and also list whether did they have a will. In the questionnaire, they will say whether they have a will or powers of attorneys, do they have insurance. So on the one page, you know, all the important facts are there and we go through with them hey this, is this what uh, is reflective in your current situation so a lot of clients really uh, value that one page summary of everything that is important for them and we even write down on the right hand side what are the values their goals break down into really uh, short medium long term and we make sure they're smart goals you know, if someone said, I just want to retire age 60, I want to have a comfortable life. And we ask, what does that look like? And we dig deeper, like, what do you mean by comfortable? Do you want to go to, for a holiday every single year? And how much are you going to spend? So we really um, try to get smart goals out of them with, with like time frames, the amount of money they want to spend, you know. Yeah, I remember um, a financial advisor once saying to me when somebody said they wanted to, to live a comfortable retirement, uh, would say to his clients, all oh, right, so you just need a comfortable chair then? Is that is that all you need? Uh, or do you want to live a dignified uh, retirement and be able to do these sorts of things? Yeah, specific is really important, isn't it, with that, with that yes. smart goal setting, understanding what does it mean to them uh, and, then, and then some of the parts of the, the, the S-M-A-R-T and smart can, can mean different things, but obviously it's it's a very big piece defining that. What does it mean that that measurable aspect and and that uh, really chunking that down into specifics? Very good. So that's the first that's the first meeting that you go through with them. And and as you mentioned, it's it's no obligation during that meeting. Is that when you present what you do and your fees you charge and all those types of things? Um, we don't 
present the fees until we can demonstrate value. So for the first meeting, the most important is the client. It's all about what's important to the client. We let the client share with us what they really want to achieve. And then we show them, show them examples of how we can help them. And after the meeting, we'll send a summary of what's discussed in the meeting. And we provide a fee proposal with services uh, and options for them to consider and see whether is this how they want to work with us. And um, yeah, so we give clients options on how they want to work with us and we emphasize that it's for the long term. We are looking for long-term relationship and collaborative approach. So it's not just about us, what we can do for you, but also a client needs to put in the effort to you know, make sure we're on track and we're not afraid to have challenging conversation. If a client wants to, say, for example, if a client comes to me at age 50 and he or she said, I want to retire 60, but the lifestyle is like, you know, you keep spending money without considering putting money aside or reducing your tax and boosting your retirement asset. So we, we're not afraid to have that conversation um, and say, you need to work with us. This is your financial roadmap. We build it together, but you need to put in effort to make sure it works for you. Yeah, so really key that accountability aspect, isn't it, of, of holding the clients accountable for what their yeah. behaviours are. And uh, um, so just I just wanted to quickly race back to that one-page financial plan of again. That's obviously a very uh, integral part of these first few meetings and conversations, as well as review meetings and other meetings. Did you did you guys build that, or was that something that you found, or or how did you come across that tool? And and um, obviously, it's a very important part of your process. Yeah, so we got the one page financial plan from the business coach back in twenty twelve, but we um, fine tune it over the years, and you know we customize it to our firm's branding. So and we train our accountants to use that one page financial plan as well, and our clients love it. Ever since 2012, when we rolled that out, we went back, like clients who's been with us since then or even before then, they can see that from every six months or every 12 months, they can see the value of their assets keep growing. And even clients in the drawdown stage, they're so amazed that they've been drawing tax-free income streams and yet the capital value of their assets are still there or even getting better because of all these um, active strategies that we put in place at every single review. Yeah, yeah it, sounds, uh, it sounds great. And um, as you mentioned, your clients obviously love it because it's very simple and easy for them to see where they are and where their progress is. Yeah, at the end of the day, the client needs to understand exactly what value do they get out of uh, the advice we provide rather than giving them the you know technical jargon in the statement of advice, record of advice that's so long and clients do not understand what it's about. And the challenge to us advisors, Fraser, is to make sure our clients understand, especially these days when we need informed consent. Yes, absolutely. Understanding is, is, is a huge part of this. Um, and I'll probably come back to that a little bit later, actually. I wanted to touch on the, the you mentioned the fee proposal earlier and the demonstrating of the value. How do you then go back to client? You've got the one page. Um, how do you then say, look, this is a demonstration of some of the value that we can provide uh, and here is the fee we will charge? 
Yeah, good question. So after the first initial no obligation meeting where we uncover what exactly uh, the clients want to achieve and at that meeting we ask them to prioritise their goals. So after the meeting, once we understand what exactly they want to achieve, we um, put into our fees and services proposal and say, hey, um, if we can help you to, so for example, back to the uh, example of a client who comes to me and say, I just want to talk about investment in self-managed super fund. So we ask the client about what's important to you, your family, do you have estate plan in place? Even a self-managed super fund itself, you need to make sure that there's a binding death nomination and all that. So at the meeting, when you ask all those uh, life values-based questions, you, you uncover a lot more um areas that the clients need to look into so we would give them option if this is what you want to talk about this is uh, how we can help like tax effective strategies from now till retirement what we can do with you Um, and we estimate the tax savings and then we propose the fee and then we also say hey in addition to this we can also help you to look into your overall estate plan or succession plan. And then we say this is how much it will cost. And it's all back to the client for them to decide uh, whether the the value that we're going to add to their overall plan and the cost associated with it, whether do they see the value. Yes, very good. And I really like the, the, the word you use from now to retirement or from, you know, like from now to and you mentioning that, you're adding value not just instantly, but you're adding value over a long-term period. Yeah, and we have so many examples of clients who we help over the years. So like I mentioned, we, there was a client who lost his business, you know, during the GFC and he, he had to sell his family home and he really worked with us. He worked hard and pumped up his um, – he lost his business at age 60, you know, which is which was unfortunate, but he worked with us over 10 years and back in 2019 came to a stage where he's 70 and you know he was asked to keep moving uh, his family home because he was renting so we look at his super fund there's more than enough cash for him to take out tax-free and for him to buy that property and now they're all well set up with a little bit of centering help and you know they don't have to worry about being asked to move so you know all this um intangible value to the client, the peace of mind knowing that I've got a permanent home now, you know, and I, I'm able to enjoy retirement. Yeah, Nelly, that, that story gives me me goosebumps as you tell it. It's, um, there are so many great news stories like that every day that uh, advisors can be extremely proud of how they're helping people. So thank you for sharing that. Um, you mentioned prioritization as part of the goal setting. Can you just tell us how you do that with the client when, when it comes to prioritizing goals? Yeah. So um, back to the questionnaire. So the client will tell us that this is my short term goals, medium term, long term. And um, sometimes a client has so many short term goals and some goals are like they can't be achieved all at the same time. So we ask the client to say, you know, can you please tell me which is your number one priority? And so we talk through it. It could be emotional, you know, and and so the client will say, hey, this is my number one priority, this is number two, number three. So they're very clear what they want to achieve and within what timeline and we'll let them know whether it's realistic or not. 
Yeah, I feel like this is a really important part that uh, people can skip over pretty easily, but the, the more time you spend on it, the more ownership, as you mentioned before, the client takes in uh, and the more they're prepared to put in the work. Yeah, fantastic. Now, thank you. So that's that's the sort of the the goal setting part. You you do that. You you send off your uh, fee proposal um, based on the value you can add. Obviously, short term, long term, long term value. Uh, tell me about um, what what comes next. What's after that? So once a client decide which option they want to go ahead, so of course they will sign off, um, and then we'll start the process. And if it's a new client, um, usually the process may take two to three months to complete because we have to document and get all the facts right before we provide uh, appropriate advice and our advice will get audited by our uh, quality assurance team and we walk the client through the implementation. Yep. Yeah, and then we, we offer like a review meeting as well. This uh, two to three month period, I think I'm hearing more and more uh, the length of time between sort of initial conversations with a client and and say the SOA or the the advice recommendations that this time frame is more more likely to be the case in in, in, in most situations. I spoke to some people recently; it was more like six months. But uh, tell tell me about that then. Uh, so the strategy going through the like you mentioned, understanding being such a important part. Once, once you sit down, once you've decided on what advice you're going to provide, talk to me about how you um, go through that with the client. Yeah, so the first part is once the client sign off and say they want to proceed and what exactly they want us to work with them on, we will get additional information. We get authority to um, inquire further if it's all about um, superannuation or investments that they already have. And we need to uh, work with our internal team and do all this analysis and make sure that whatever strategies we uh, propose is going to get the client on the right track to achieve what they say they want to achieve. And we are like always focus on strategies first and products last. So at the end of the day, we need to demonstrate that whatever um, recommendations we give to the client is always in the client's best interest. Wonderful. And then, uh, as you mentioned, implementation uh, from there. How, how, how important is it with your clients that you mentioned the accountability part, that you're helping them track towards those goals? Yeah, for example, if the clients sign off on the strategies, we say, hey, you should start salary sacrificing, for example, to bring down your tax payable. Um, let's say, for example, back to a client who's 50 years old, and if the client wants to retire at 60, there's only 10 years, right? It's not a very long time because time flies these days. And um, so every single year, the first, um, if it's a new engagement, usually we'll check in every six months to make sure the client's on track. Once they are well set up and we do see them taking actions to implement the advice that we provide, we, we do check and make sure they do take actions. Yeah, it's, <laughs> pretty, it's a pretty wrong. important part, isn't it, taking action? Yeah, because, you know, you can have the best plan on paper. If you don't take actions, nothing gets achieved. Yep. Our clients are usually pretty good, and we just have to give them reminders, like, to take action before 30th June each year. And, and the clients love it when, you know, we use that simple one-page plan to help them measure how it looks like six months ago or one year ago, two years ago, that they can really, there's a time they can um, refer back 
and see how far they've come. And we do projections like 10 to 15 years ahead and see whether are they on track. Of course, th- things may change, and if there's significant changes, we have to reforecast. And um, yeah, so at the end of the day, is you know, although at different points in our life, uh, priorities do change, we will like tweak the plans accordingly. Yep. Uh, now, how has how has COVID had an effect? Obviously, you're in Victoria on on the business and and your ability to work, and and how have you adapted? Um, good question. We, we were lucky in a sense, um, financial planning side of things, we're pretty much 90% paperless before COVID hit. And our firm has a, adopted a lot of technology. We used DocuSign like maybe a couple of years before COVID. So we managed to just take our computers and plug in at home. Of course, it was tough in 2020 especially with clients who were still maybe 10% of clients were still struggling with technology. As I said, we have very uh, elderly clients who are like 80s or 90s. So how we go about doing it is like we use the phone to talk to them and we mail out stuff to the clients. So financial planning side is not too bad. And even the accounting side, we have been scanning documents. We have a client portal yeah, nice. Excellent. So uh, te- technology has been a big part. Tell us about your the technology journey. Uh, technology definitely played a big part and we are really grateful for things like Microsoft Teams, Zoom, you know, so many platforms. And clients who can't handle this platform to use FaceTime or WhatsApp. Yeah, that's incredible. WhatsApp. I've heard of a couple of uh, different practices using uh, WhatsApp, WhatsApp, and WhatsApp groups, um, and just going, going, using the communication methods that the clients already have, I guess, on their phone rather than trying to create something new. Correct, and it's amazing how a lot of um, elderly clients who are grandparents they know how to use Zoom. You know, they even know how to use FaceTime because they use it with their family, their grandkids. Yeah, it's become a, it's become one of those uh, necessities, hasn't it? That um, people now know everyone knows how to use a QR code. Most people know how to jump on an online meeting in some way. That's right. Yep. And now, apart from the one page plan, which it sounds amazing, tell us about. Are there any other tools that you're using uh, in the practice that that help you along? You sort of mentioned the online questionnaire, but what other tools do you use? Um, the online questionnaire is actually astute will. So a lot of advisors use that. Uh, that, that is brilliant because. That helps us to assess whether is a new prospect willing to put in the effort, like just 20 minutes. If a person is not willing to do the questionnaire, we know that they're not the type of clients who are prepared to work with us. So that is how we screen clients who are serious, who are serious about getting ahead. If a person doesn't even want to invest 20 minutes doing that, we find that I don't think they are prepared to put in the work to, to collaborate with us to achieve what they say is important. So that's the first step, yep. Yep, brilliant. Now uh, tell us about the the use of LinkedIn. You you seem, seem to uh, spend a bit of time on LinkedIn. Tell us about how that uh, how that works for you. Um, LinkedIn is brilliant because um, it's like there's so many professionals using LinkedIn and I've learned from one of the um, amazing mortgage broker in my network so he got like 90 likes and he's always posting. So I've been active recently because I, I engage his um, 
friend who is really good with posting on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, it's all about sharing our experience and uh, for people to know all about you before they even want to uh, work with you. Like it's all about knowing your background first. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Just getting to know the human behind the um, behind the uh, the professional. That's right. Um, now you mentioned uh, earlier on that uh, you, you're licensed through Count uh, Financial Advisors, and tell us a little bit about that. So it's been a long term relationship. Yes, our firm has been um, an authorized rep of Count Financial even before I joined. So the two principals, Mark O'Brien and Chris Mullins. Uh, they joined Count Financial in 2001, if I'm not wrong. So uh, that was five years before I joined. Yep. And um, Count has been brilliant. Like, you know, over the years, there's so many changes in the financial planning industry. And Count has always been uh, very adaptable in making sure they look after advisors. And Count Financial is the largest network of accounting-based financial advisors. So there's a high um, quality assurance in there. And um, I've learned so much personally, you know, in the last 15 years from um, all the additional um, training and conferences that Count put together for us advisors. Yeah. So you find that when you go along to those uh, or, or participate in those types of conferences, there's other businesses very much or very similar to your business. Yeah, and also the advisors in the account network, we are just like colleagues. We help one another. We learn from one another. We don't feel like hey, we are not in competition, but more about how do we help one another improve. And um, two years ago, I joined the account advisory council. So it's a, a small team of advisors in different states coming together um, to see how we can work with the account leadership team to improve the you know the provision of advice and make sure we are client centric at the same time uh compliant with the you know the regulators yeah so the count advisory council tell us about um tell us a bit more about how what you're doing in that space um and and how it helps the other advisors in the group yeah, so as a member of the Count Advisory Council, what we do is we listen to members, um, any pain points, you know, as we all been through so many changes in industry. It was very painful back in 2018 and things keep changing and compliance getting harder and harder. And, you know, how as a licensee, Count can help the members. Yeah. So, yes. so, uh, at the moment, uh, we have a chair. He's based in New South Wales. So we meet every quarter and, um, we bring the pain points from the members back to the leadership team and see how we can work together to make, um, advice a more, um, pleasant journey for both advisors as well as clients. Yeah, wonderful. Sort of solving problems and bringing everything together. I really like it. Uh, Nelly, what have you got? Uh, tell us about the future. What does the future hold? Uh, and, and have you got any plans to, to, to introduce anything in the future? The future is definitely exciting, Fraser. You know, as planners, we are always forward looking. At O'Brien's, we are working on Vision 2030, how we want a firm to look like in 2030 um, with the leadership of Count Plus, who is our uh, corporate partner. We are building a plan, 
we call it Vision 2030. And it's not just about, you know, achieving your financial KPI. It's also about giving back to the community, um, bringing along the emerging leaders of our firm. And then in the network, how do we impact future advisors in a positive way? And it's all about uh, being a converged accounting financial planning type of businesses. Yeah, amazing. I love that idea of Vision 2030. Now, is, is that something that all, say, 30 staff get involved with? Uh, at the moment, is the leadership group and the emerging leaders, people in our firm that we have identified as successor. So uh, it's good to, to be able to even look 10 years ahead how we want the business to look like. Yeah, it's certainly it's certainly great for that vision of what we what, what things want to look like, and then once you've got that vision nailed down, everything else just seems to come in, into plan. Nelly, thank you so much for joining us today and telling your story and 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 your journey and all of the great things that you do. Um, well, not all of them. I'm sure you do lots more, but a lot of the great things that you're doing with your clients. Um, if somebody wants to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way they can get hold of you? Um, they can Google Nelly Fung. My name is not common so people can find me easily and I believe my LinkedIn profile is the first one that comes up or even my advisor ratings page yeah wonderful so that's uh, N-E-L-L-I-E Fong F-U-N-G so if anybody wants to uh, catch up with you they can reach out Nelly really appreciate it, uh, your time today and sharing your story thank you thank you so much again Fraser for the opportunity mm-hmm.